That kid is back on the escalator again. Leave it alone. What? Comics. What are you? I'm Batman. TV and movies. Wrestling. Oh, no. Music. We are just getting started. Finally, a podcast about things you actually care about. Hosted by a couple of guys who actually care about those things, too. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Maybe a little too much. Yes, that's awesome. The talented one, Chris Machete. That no-talent ass clown became famous. And Brenton, you know, that guy from your other favorite podcast. I liked it. I was good at it. So grab onto the handrail and don't let go. There's a little boy caught in the escalator. This is the Kids on the Escalator podcast. Woo! Here's CM and BD. Live? Are we an actual live group of people? I think we're here. Cheers, everybody! Drink. Really, really? Is this a real story, Lonnie? Are we really live? Wow. We're good. Pretty crazy stuff. I guess we're live. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the uh, welcome to the uh, Kids on the Escalator podcast. How's everybody today? What's happening out there? Talking to us or the crowd? I'm talking yeah, to you. I'm talking to the three. The, the, the oh, us. I, thought, I thought that was rhetorical. I thought you're talking to the to the one person on the other end of the uh, yeah. The uh, we don't know that one amazing person watching and listening to us right now. Yeah, there's a few. There's of a few of There's always a few. There's always a few. They will grow in numbers. Yeah, I don't know. I had a weekend. I'm. It was a week. It's been a busy week over here at Machete Studios. I got a lot of. Like I had to, uh, for the comic company, you got to copyright everything. And I'm kind of cutting it close because January 1st is when the first comic's coming out. But I've had no problem copywriting anything I need. So good. I'm good to go with Skeletron and all that stuff. But I, if you, you, Mike, you wouldn't know this as much about me. You could probably tell, though. Brent knows. I hate paperwork and all the little things. I just like. Ah, really? Hmm. I, I, you know, right? I, I just like, hey, what do you want me to draw? I want you to draw You're this. You're a creative. But, You're a creative. You're not a, you know, a numbers and contracts guy exactly like adding up the age of my dog that's like i couldn't 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 do that even right so i got through all that stuff which is great the the cover i'm going to release i'm going to show it off next week which i'm really excited about nice. uh the lessons are booming like rock and roll man like guess what band is the number one requested band for guitar lessons uh, acdc yeah yeah that's what i was gonna probably say. right acdc man like it's always acdc apparently have a new album and the kids are excited about it which is kind of cool because, you know, well, I'm not, but I'm old, right? Like I have a hard time cramming new music in my head because there's so much older stuff that I'm discovering that I'm enjoying or just brings back memories. You know what I mean? Um, but it's great that the kids are actually digging ACDC and really uh, like and passionate about wanting to learn it. I got some new students. Uh, the one kid I call Leo Van Halen because he's just he's like 10 years old, man. And I just taught him Sweet Home Alabama. He, he's playing our sand, man. He's 10. He's just this little dude. Right. So. Um, I've been really busy here teaching and, and working on the comic company, but it's fun stuff. It's not like I was, I was out like, you know, I don't know, whatever's, I don't want to, I don't want to offend anybody, but I, I never liked digging a hole. So it's not like I was digging a hole in the backyard, you know, anything like that. But uh, yeah, so I've been busy. How about you, Mike? What have you been doing, buddy? Hey, same old, this is, it's been a big week in the Pongratz household because uh, the boy, the child, our child. <laughs> the child, uh, right, right. The child of this house, uh, Owen, uh, he's, he turned 16 and he got his G1. So this is, uh, it's, been a, it's been a pretty, uh, pretty monumental week. And one of those weeks yeah. where um, I, I had one of those, sort of, I don't want to say midlife crisis moments, but like the night before he turned 16, mm-hmm. I was going through pictures because it, it seems to be like now it's a 
parents thing, I guess. You put the collage together of, you know, pictures of the kids growing up for the Instagram post. Uh, so I was doing that and I just, you know, it was one of those uh, like, I can't believe 16 years has gone like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, so the G1 happened uh, today. It, it's after school. So we, we do a little uh, driving around uh, just to sort of in the neighborhood and and, and doing the. Uh, How's he doing? Does the he white victory not lap. Bad, you man, have not to bad. remember. You have to remember how to drive in order to teach him how to drive. Well, see, and I am a terrible, I've, I've said this to people that have asked me in the past, like even just to, um, to coach voiceover. And I'm like, I'm, I have no clue what I do. I'm not, I'm not very good at teaching somebody. I can, if you ask me questions, I can probably, you know, explain my way through it, but I'm not very good at sort of describing the process of how to do it so when we're driving i'm just basically like, okay go down there hang a right uh, and okay when you're parking just like look for this and and start cranking the wheel and so i'm i'm kind of old i'm a terrible teacher so I'm, I'm glad he's actually taking lessons or he will be taking lessons but it's it's been cool just to be like wow like i remember when i was his age somehow mm-hmm. and going through that whole uh the whole car thing and uh and learn how to drive so it's been it's been pretty cool this week and what you were saying chris about the music thing i, I was going to mm. jump in i i am loving the fact that um that a lot of the kids sort of his age and and in that ballpark mm-hmm. are really discovering and you know going through the classics yeah and loving the you know going through like the you know the zeppelins the beatles like owen's been on a big kick lately going back to some beatles uh rolling stones uh a shameless plug for his tiktok because Mm -hmm. he does a lot of these one-man band videos where he'll he'll record the drums and then he'll do the guitar so uh uh, tiktok weeb fighter 69 w-e-e-b fighter 69 uh he did a a a little just a chunk of the beginning of sympathy for the devil and it's just because he'd heard it in a call of duty uh game yeah i remember that i remember that when it was with that yeah that's how i learned how to play drums with mr machete i was was well i was watching chris and then watching video games and going well but see video games that's where a lot of these kids are getting their classic rock and and old school music um playlists now because the soundtracks in some of these games like you go back to gta 5 they had the the Mm. um the radio stations call of duty like i've heard fortunate son more times than i care to over the last you know two weeks since cold war came out Mm -hmm. so um it's been it's been a it's been a pretty uh pretty rad week when it comes to like monumental things and ramping up to uh to you know the christmas and my daughter turning 13 in december so Uh oh teenager uh, at uh, end of december 27th yeah so it's Ah. yeah dude it's it's been uh midlife crisis uh, nice. I've got a 12 year old daughter that's trying to be 16. So that's oh, the rule, there right? you go. You're right. You know how it is. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. boys. Uh, so we're, 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 it's the first time we're really going live properly. We've got the graphics. We've got uh, Lonnie on the, yeah. on the ones and twos back there as, as Props to Lonnie because <laughs> man, yeah, there we go. And well done, Lonnie. Kudos to, uh, kudos to, uh, to Mike for, uh, for jumping on this week and helping her with her computer and Sean back at, uh, Blundell uh, central and everybody mm-hmm. that's tried to get us uh, up and running here. And we're still in infancy for watching and drinking beer. Well, you guys do it. Yes, you did. You did do that very well. A lot of uh, beer while you guys are working on it man somebody has and we are live currently on multiple facebooks we're on facebook uh live uh, i think we're all streaming it right now we're doing a watch party we are also live cool. uh dean blundell twitter we're on uh hey. twitter hey. we're on uh, twitch join us at twitch people with the twitch with the twitch stuff and the twitch thing mm-hmm. come find us over there kids on the escalator um youtube man we are everywhere tonight we're going to compile this 
And if we've got more than five people watching, we're going to do it again Woo. next week. Yay! It's going to work. All right. That's how it's going to work. So it is time to dive into our weekly session. We are breaking down. Uh, we've tried to do this three times this week, but here we are. We're breaking down the Mandalorian, the last episode, the Jedi, which is getting massive, massive reviews oh, online. Man. About amazing, amazing things. So, man. okay. I had here to we laugh. go. I like to just default to my Star Wars friends here. I'm a massive Star Wars, Mark, but I'm just going to say, let's get going. I want to start it with Chris because he's got a thing. He's got a whole thing. But uh, a lot of predictions coming true from both of you. Wow. And here we are. It is well, the Jedi breakdown. Wait, wait, let's go. Before, before Chris goes, I had to laugh. Dean had tweeted out this week. Uh, he wanted to find out from all the Star Wars nerds why they were nerdgasming over uh, Rosario Dawson and, and Ahsoka yeah. appearing in this episode. So, Chris, oh. explain to Dean why Star Wars nerds were. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, this. okay. So, the, the the Disney trilogies. This is killing those. Like, this is making the <laughs> Disney trilogies look like like the TV show. Like that that should be opposite, right? Um, Ahsoka Tano, man. Like, uh, it's it's almost like you have to watch it to really get the grasp of how awesome her character is the way she comes out of the darkness and her lightsabers light up. She is so much, she's such a better character and more powerful in, in the way she, I, well, maybe not more powerful, but more of a, a ferocious fighter than uh, it's one of the best late. intros I've ever seen for a character. Holy how shit. amazing. That's what I say. Like all Dean has to do That's is amazing. just watch that first, like, five yeah. minutes and, and he'll be sold. I see, here's the problem. Like I have, I've had to talk people into liking star Wars since I was six years old. Right. <laughs> okay. So it's, it's almost like, come on, really, man. Like you don't get like, come on, Dean, come on, man. If you don't get it now, I don't know, man, we're going to have to sit down and drink a whole bunch of beer and go through a bunch of dupes, de jours or something and, and, and watch it over and over again. But I was going to say like Ahsoka Tano to describe how awesome she was. Um, she smokes Ray, like Ray and Ahsoka Tano. Oh, uh, I, see, I'm flabbergasted by how much better the Mandalorian show is than the Disney movies are. Okay, so to dive well, in, I think yeah, I, that I, I think that's maybe too like it's great. I don't know if the but the body of the last three is well. Okay, maybe you're right. Look, look at the characters though, man, and look at what John what they've done. What they've done character. in the short amount of time with the Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. uh, Correct. What took them three movies? As, as we said, they're closing up a lot of the holes that we're all yeah. sitting around well, bitching about. You know, what, you know what? Here's what they're going to do: is they're going to fix all the things in the newest trilogy. Like I'm not talking the old, the George Lucas ones. I really, I really enjoy them. I started watching the first ones again just to get back in there and see, knowing what was going on behind the scenes. Especially after reading that that Plagueis book I mentioned to you, Mike. Wow. Um, oh right. But the characters, man. Okay, so you've got Ray and you've got Ahsoka. Uh, wow, I think Ahsoka is so much more interesting. And then when you find out backstories about Ray, it was just kind of a letdown to me. It was like, okay. And it seems so like clawing and grabbing, like, okay, well, let's let's have let's have Ray be this. I don't know, man. And then of course John Bodega, he can say it better than I can. Mike, did you read his interview about his character? Uh I I've read a couple of things about about what he said. Yeah, right. Um, so and personally, his character is I find it really lame. It's almost like, okay, we're gonna make Ray here. The next character is gonna be a little less interesting. And then and then um Poe. Uh, po. Oh my gosh, Poe uh, any Poe fans out there, I apologize, but but 
but here's the thing. I, I, you have to, you have to admit that uh, with Ahsoka, she had more of a backstory or more of an opportunity for fans of Star Wars to get to know her than Ray. Because let's go back to Clone Wars, the animated series, also mm-hmm. Rebels. So there's, there's been two animated series to flesh out the character of of Ahsoka, right? Whereas, but whereas not, Ray not was people, kind of like, eh. now hold yeah, on, not, not a lot of people have watched those oh, though either, yes. right? Let me say, people, the, let oh, me yeah. say this, Chris. Let me say this mm. before we get any further. We still have to break down who she is within five points. Oh, I know. So see, see if you I can sum up who she is. About this man, like I got to do an extra episode where I just, <laughs> like, I, I drink an energy but drink and just from, talk about she's her. An right? old, she's an old Padawan, like the basic Cole's notes version of her. She was trained by Anakin. This week's this is the way. I don't well, know. Yeah. Like, say, I have so much I could talk about this. Like, I'm a little concerned that I'm just going to be rambling on and nobody's going to understand what I'm talking about. So here's what I'm going to do. Um, as far as Ahsoka Tan goes, you just, you got to watch it. Watch the first five minutes. It, it's just, it, she's so badass. And the way they filmed it in the darkness of the planet that's just ripped apart, it was brilliant. It was the way she talked. Um, just her persona, everything about her. You know what I mean? Like, Ray was very quirky. She was very like, oh, and this and that. And the other thing. Come on, here's your lightsaber. And that's fine. Ahsoka Tan was just so calm and cool. And I know it's a different in characters. You know what I mean? Ray's kind of excited about everything that's going on. But Ahsoka was so cool. And that was the one thing that, that I liked about she's not only super powerful. She not only looked wicked, like, wow, man, they did a great. Her eyes pierced through your soul. I, you I know what I mean? I don't think they could have done a better casting choice than Rosario right? Dawson. Oh and gosh. and again, uh, props to, 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 the, to the costume designers because... If you look back at the stuff from Clone Wars, which Filoni was, you know, that's that was his baby mm-hmm. um, and Rebels, you see like it's to go from that animated to the live action. They nailed it. And and she nailed it. And what I loved about her mm-hmm. was very almost old school Jedi nuances. If you go back to, you know, the original trilogy, just the small things that she did um you know, from an acting standpoint, mm-hmm. that really just like the small little, like the, the finger yeah, waves. Well, see, see, this Don't is my point about, about Ray and breath. Ahsoka is everything about Ahsoka without, without even knowing any background about Ray or knowing anything background about Ahsoka, the character was, and I know you're saying that the, the writer had time to flesh out um, Ahsoka a lot more, but mm-hmm. just the breaking the characters down. Ahsoka is so much cooler than Ray, in my opinion, right? Like I just find her so well, much she's cooler. a Jedi. I mean, Right she's just now. so rad, man. And just her, just her whole calmness. And now like, and, and then going back to, if I could go on the comparison between the two, again, like I say, I got to go on an hour and just talk with an energy drink now. So let me break this down to a, <laughs> one of the other things that everybody's talking about and, and going on and on about. See, I'm talking so fast that I'm trying to cram it in, but, but that's just me. Um, and I'm even drinking beer. That should slow me down. All right. I'll slow some people down. Okay. Here's another thing everybody's freaking out about. Of course, we've got the name Gro- Grogu. Now here's yes, the thing too. The child has a name and it's a heat. It's a, he, I, I love it when she says, uh, well, I hope you come to talk to me about him. And they, they go over, they pan over to the little, little dude there. Right? So, okay. So here's the thing. So who saved, excuse me, who saved Grogu to begin with? This is going crazy on the internet. Some of the things we had, like Anakin saved him. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Like, there's no way Anakin saved Grogu. If that happens, I'm going to donate like a hundred dollars to a choice and any one of your charities. You guys. Well, pick. hang on a sec here. Now, if I'm not mistaken and mm-hmm. I, I had heard some ramblings that uh, Hayden Christensen may show up at some point 
in the Mandalorian. Okay, and I, got, I have an idea where he could show up, but to to be the one that actually saved Grogu, right? Like, well, like because he was he was in there. Anakin was in there killing everybody, but it doesn't make sense why he would go out of his way to save this one one baby when his whole thing is saving his wife. Man, he's not concerned about it. He's he's gone to the dark side. Now yeah. the other one is interesting. Is Mace Windu? Another one that I'm hearing is 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 that Mace Windu saved. Uh, saved uh, Grogu, right? Um, I would, I, I see, I, I would love Mace to come back. And that's another thing I want to talk about for like an hour is how cool it would be to have Mace back in the situation and so many places he could be inserted in. Oh my gosh. Okay. So two of the ones that I thought were kind of funny. This is, this is what Dean was talking about. Like if somebody just watched you and had no clue how Star Wars and just this right. episode, just watching you describe that, that would be like, what am I missing? Like, holy yeah, crap. What an overload, you are right? so That's passionate about this. And it's true because there was a hour. lot that came in this episode. There's a lot of stuff that it's, it's do the crap. internet is going wild because they're like, I, as much as, um, that people might enjoy the new Disney movies and whatever, there's so many things that are getting fixed by, by Favreau and by Filoni, man. And they're going to be fixed properly. Um, so, so those are the two. So, so who saved Grogu? Jocasta, the librarian, is still was still alive at this point. My money's on her. Okay, okay. with maybe some help from Yaddle. Yaddle disappeared after the first episode. <laughs> let's, let's, talk. let's let's talk about, talk. Let's talk about talk. who Yaddle was. For those that don't know, Yaddle was in Phantom Menace on the Jedi Council. Looked who looked just like you know the female version of Yoda. Mm-hmm. And you only saw Yaddle in Phantom Menace in I think only in that scene or that collection of scenes of, of the Jedi Council. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. And then nothing. Yeah. And like Brent was saying, whoo, the the Uber Star Wars nerds mm-hmm. freaked out on the internet about freaked it. Freaked out. Oh yeah. Yeah. Freaked out. It was yeah. the word. So the cancel culture came calling too. <laughs> the, who? the cancel <laughs> culture. Yeah, oh, right, cancel yeah. culture. Yeah. They came calling too. Yeah. Wow. So anyway, so Jocasta and Yaddle, my, I would think Jocasta's the the like She's the one that would be the obvious choice for Star Wars people who, who know Star Wars. See, that's when I do this. I'm talking to my, my Star Wars brothers who have been with it since me, since I was six years old, man. Like, I'm a lifer, right? Like, I got into this when I was six. My cousins showed up from Toronto with a T-shirt of Star Wars on. And I was like, what's that? And they're like, this is the greatest thing ever. And it was. <laughs> and it, it was, right? And when it changed my life, It became right? a, like, life, uh, a lifelong thing. Yeah, like, yeah. I am a lifer. I am definitely a lifer. There's never been a time in my life since that moment that I haven't enjoyed Star Wars. It's crazy, man. I've held on to my youth, I guess you'd say. So my my pick for who saved Grogu, Jocasta was in the in the library there, um, and she stayed. She actually got away. And now this is in the comic books again. Again, I need to do an hour on the comic books because she gets away, man, and she hides with another Jedi. But she she has to go back to erase all the files in the Jedi Academy of all the younglings. So mm. she goes back and while she's doing that, Vader shows up, not Anakin. Vader shows up to get the younglings names and uh, he ends up killing Jocasta there. And that would be when Grogu was left by himself. She didn't make it back. Right. So that's my money on. I'm, I'm saying like Jocasta, good. the librarian with maybe some help from Yaddle. I could really see, see Filoni is, you know, these guys are back. They're going, who, who can we pull out? I haven't even talked about friggin' Jar Jar Binks yet. Damn, <laughs> he's out there. He's well, out there. Well, the Obi Wan show. Let's not talk much about him yet. Well, yeah, I'm gonna say the Obi Wan show. He's coming back. What do you um, think? I, I was just gonna say with um, 
with all these, with all the theories now and, and, you know, the, the revelations that came out of this episode, uh, one, yeah, Grogu, the name Grogu was saved during the big Jedi uh, temple purge yeah. that Anakin did, uh, mm-hmm. in, uh, in revenge of the Sith. But, um, the other, the other one that sort of is, is, is kind of a little further down, but mm-hmm. for the expanded universe slash canon folk mm-hmm. was the big climax at the end of the episode where Rosario Dawson is fighting Elsbeth, Elsbeth, right? That's, I think. The, yeah, she's from Dathomir, right? With uh, yeah. Darth Maul and everybody. So she wants to know where he is the entire because again and i mentioned this last time i i haven't gone through clone wars and rebels yet so there's a whole lot of stuff that you you know about that i'm yeah. completely unaware of well so i know I was, why she, why she's looking for thrawn do you know why well, she's looking for thrawn but i was just going to say she mm-hmm. asks who where is he where is he yeah, in yeah. my mind i'm thinking oh she's looking for moff gideon cuz she wants to get the um the dark, the dark saber, yeah, <laughs> which would make sense to me. Like, okay, here's somebody else that wants to get this. You've got uh, Bo-Katan that wants it. Uh, now, Ahsoka wants to get it. You know, for for their reasons. But then she throws out Thrawn. Mm-hmm. Now, for the people that watched Clone Wars and Rebels, Thrawn was like, "Holy shit!" For them, for me, I went, "Holy shit!" Because in I think it was the early '90s. Uh, Around the time that the pre the prequel movies came out, I think it was the, it was no sorry it was uh, when they redid um, the special editions. I think it was ninety three ish. Timothy Zahn wrote a series of books, uh, and I have which the I second have. One, I have the second one, Dark Force Rising, which I, yeah. I found in in one of my uh, I've got my, yeah. my save buckets, um, which was a continuation after Return of the Jedi, and it was a trilogy uh, the trilogy of books which a lot of people thought were going to be the uh, framework for the next films for seven, eight and nine, which would have been amazing. And the big baddie in that series was Ad- general Admiral Thrawn. It was it grand, uh, grand, grand Admiral Thrawn. Mm-hmm. And he took over the empire or what was left of it after Darth Vader and the emperor were killed. Mm-hmm. So that whole series, like he was the big baddie, but you had Luke and Han and Lando and Leia. And it was the adventures after with Luke going to find these artifacts. And there was this, you know, crazy dark Jedi, uh, J- uh, Jarrus, Jar- Jarrus or Jarrus Sabath. It's been a while since I read these books, but they also talked about Jedi cloning which again sort of comes up in Mando. So mm-hmm. Grand Ad- Admiral Thrawn was the big baddie. So I'm like, holy shit, they are going hardcore expanded universe stuff that the you know the canon folk have been you know worried that Disney was just going to completely throw away based on the um uh the the last trilogy. And now Filoni and Favreau are starting to go back and Disney's cool with that. But then I I find out that no Thrawn was was in Rebels and it was a completely different story. But again, the baddie. So mm-hmm. now you've got all like there's a lot lot going on. And I'm like holy shit, this is amazing. And now there's I find so much out, going on, man. There's I a lot out Rebels and the Clone Wars. But and here's my here's my butt. And we've mm-hmm. talked about this. Here is yet another thread being or another tentacle being thrown out here in this series yeah it's got to be an extension. where we're, we're we're getting yeah that was my first guess is that mm-hmm. somehow that's going to lead into another content mm-hmm. killer for, for for disney yeah uh, kenobi the series is 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 
still going to be made. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, are they filming it now? Aren't they? Uh, I think so. Uh, I've seen and, pictures of you. There's a lot of fake. There's stuff. a lot of fake stuff on the internet, but a lot of really cool trailers built by fans. Oh, oh yeah, no, so. I just seen photos of of them with the with the gear on, and uh, you know his co-star is gonna be Jar Jar Binks, man. Just... Uh, <laughs> but but I mean, again, they're if they're setting up for all these other series, if they're just mm. angling these, I get mm-hmm. it. But at some point, you've gotta we gotta start we gotta start funneling things here because we're getting too many side quests too many new characters too many big major you know plot points happening for the star wars fans but the casual observer the casual watcher uh the one who's just you know fell in love with the child in season one or their buddy was like hey this is cool it's like baby yoda Mm -hmm. so many people now are disappointed so many people now are, are are freaking out about um about the new about the name and it's, I liken it to, to I like it. I like it to Kramer, you know, saying Cosmo, where people Cosmo, are like, yeah, yeah. "Oh, we can't call him Baby Yoda anymore. We got to call him this no. name. We loved it so much when we could call him Baby Yoda." But Grogu's and not bad. It's actually Grogu's fine. Grogu works, but anyways, Chris, it is time. We got we got stuff standing by. Oh, We've got okay. sound effects standing by for our producer. Oh, we, we got sta- we got we All got right. stuff for. I'll know what to do by the sound effect. It's this. It's time for this is the way. Oh. Oh, it's this is the way. This is the way. (laughs) Okay, this is the way. Okay. So branching off from what Mike was just talking about, the reason, I'm going to try and talk slower, the reason that Ahsoka Tano was looking for Thrawn was because she is looking for her Jedi buddy, Ezra. Now, at the end of the cartoon series, Ezra was battling it out with Thrawn, and the only way that he could stop him was to have this great big tentacle creature wrap himself around Thrawn's uh, Imperial cruiser. Okay. And uh, sadly, Ezra could not get out of there. He had to, he had to zap away with him. So not only is Ahsoka Tan out there looking for him, but so is Sabine from the Mandalorian. So there's two of them out there looking for, for Ezra. Now that that's uh, the connection to so many things, right? Um, It's too bad that, that, uh, uh, I, I won't get into that. I'm just going to go into Darth Maul and all the other things with that. So anyway, <laughs> I know, right? I know. The re- there's so a the lot re- to un- there was a lot to digest in this episode. Oh man, the so good! Yeah. It just opened up so many doors. So my knowledge now that I'm dropping today is why Ahsoka Tan was is looking for Thrawn. It's it's to find uh, and it's got to be to find her friend Ezra because that is a Filoni character. Um, they left it as a, at a great uh, cliffhanger where you don't know what happened to him or Thrawn. So now we get our answers of what happened to both of them, which is really interesting. Thrawn is probably the most intelligent. Uh, is he? He's an off. No, grand. He's a officer. No, he's not an officer. He's a grand. Grand, grand admiral. admiral. Grand, grand admiral. admiral. Yeah. He's probably one of the smartest guys there, and he worked his way up uh, from the ground, right? Like I think they found him. He had long hair, and he was like a like a. He looks, like ba- he looks like the bad guy from uh, from uh, the that trained uh, what's her name in uh, Kill Bill. Oh right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember the, the oh uh, yeah. the Did Japanese guy with the no the other oh, one. Oh, you're, oh, you're learned you're learned a death punch. Anyways, side note, that's what he looks like. So anyway, so so that's 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 generally what I'm going to put my money on for what is going to happen. Um, and I think this is going to branch off to a, a, a Sokotan series or Grand Admiral Thrawn series. I think this is going to branch off to that. They're, they're going to bring Ezra back in. I'm, I'm 90% sure they're going to bring him back. Because there's some characters that, uh, that Filoni created that he could do so much justice with. And it's being shown that he can do this, right? Um, the other thing I just want to touch on before we end on this is, is uh, 
who's going to meet uh, a Groru at the temple there, right? And the temple is the original Jedi temple that they're aiming to go towards. Now, they're going to get cut off by, by uh, Moff Gideon, of course, but when they get there eventually, who's going to meet uh, Groru at the top? And I thought it's funny because, Mike, we were talking about how uh, uh, Anakin is going to make a, an appearance, right? So the Force Ghost of Anakin appears, and Grogu's <laughs> mind goes back. He's like, ah! And he just runs away from him and goes back. To, but a small, a small note that I don't know if everybody paid attention to, and I'm, I'm not hearing it online. Ahsoka Tano said, if Groru chooses to reach out to the Force and find somebody, Mm-hmm. He might not even leave Mando, right? Like they could be the two of them. They could start their own new Mandalorian, more Mandalorian deal there. But it could be a Force Ghost that meets him too. I, I, I think it'd be funny. Like, and, and as you're also mentioning, Mike, there's so much going on that come on, Luke Skywalker on top of all this. Oh my God, I, I could see Luke. Now, the funny thing is, I mentioned last time about the timeline, about how Luke is out looking for artifacts. So, researching it more, he would actually be out looking for more uh, students. He'd be, he, he's actually looking for students at this point. So. So if the notion does come out there, wouldn't it be cool if he sent Yoda's force ghost to go meet with little Grover? I thought that would be a really cool thing. I thought that'd be neat. What I, what I thought was kind of neat how Ahsoka during that whole, you know, can you, can you train him thing where Mm -hmm. with the, with the stone and with the, uh, with the little ball off the top of uh, his, uh, his lever in his ship. Yeah, um, Yeah. It was interesting how she brought up the whole, there's a lot of hate in him. I've seen this before with my yeah. previous master. And he did the force so, choke, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of, uh, I think we're starting to see a lot of that similarity between the whole Anakin, uh, uh, Darth Vader transition. Well, which, they were born at the same time, right? Yeah. So there's there's a lot Grover of even that. Um, so I, That's I, a whole I, other thing there too. Right? I know. Like Anakin there's, and Groru. Who's the chosen one now, man? <laughs> Yeah. Well, and this is the, you talk about sort of retconning stuff that happened in the past. Yeah. I, I mean, let's go back to uh, Return of the or Empire Strikes Back, where mm-hmm. Ben's all upset because Luke goes off to uh, Cloud City to save, you know, and he's like, yeah. uh, he was our, the boy was our last hope. Yoda says, no, there is another. And okay. we all assumed, and rightfully so, that Leia was the other. Yep. What if? <laughs> what if Yoda, even back then, wasn't talking about Leia because Whoa. we saw that she didn't end up choosing to become a Jedi because she saw what her end would be? What if Yoda actually meant Grogu and oh. Grogu is somehow related to Yoda? Like, I mean, well, he see. does say, though, Mike, he says there is another Skywalker. Oh, okay. See, yeah, I thought I thought there was another. No, hey. I just thought, yeah, he says there is another Skywalker. Because I remember when I first that's saw the movie, I didn't know what he said the there. Yeah, he says he says there is another Skywalker. Yeah, I'm, I'm There's another Skywalker. I get that, but I I do. There is another. There there that line is out there as well, though. There's another. There's the other chosen one for sure. I'm just saying. I'm just remembering that line. This is the information you get on this show right here. But they are these two guys. I again, we say it every week, but Filoni and Favreau are doing are doing with this series, which again was supposed to just be like a eh, content. And I I don't think they were expecting this, but they've done it right. Disney has been hands off for the most part. Uh, Although, you know, there, there have been things in some of the episodes that they're still trying to tie to the, to the trilogy that came out. Oh yeah. Like the, uh, the previous episode where the little girls got raised hairbands and stuff like, so I think they're, they're still trying to to keep all the films, even though, um, 
I think, you know, the fans poo-pooed a lot of that. But again, they poo-pooed the prequel trilogies and we're getting a lot of throwbacks to that as well now. So yeah. uh, maybe they're fixing. Maybe Disney's just realizing, hey, uh, it's working. And frankly, we don't have a whole lot of options during COVID right now. So let's run mm-hmm. with the winner and, uh, you know, make as much bank as we can uh, off, yeah. off of this. But I think they're telling great stories. Oh, fantastic stories. As long as we don't get into that whole, you know, one week, um, major major plot uh, point moving on, and then the next week is sort of like throwaway. I'm traveling to another world. I happen to stop. I got to do a side quest and come back. So as long as we don't get into that, I, I think they start. They need to start really chomping down on some of those threads that they've that they've dangled, and mm. and let the story build from that as opposed to you know just bringing in more people. So we yeah. have a visitor who, who might disagree with you. Hey! Who is this guy coming in here right now? What's up, buddy? He's going to start force choking us all. Wow, that's interesting. There you go. With the the addition of little little mini uh, Darth Vader down there, it means it must be time for one thing and one thing only, Chris. All right. Lonnie, cue up the music, please. That's my Wookiee. There it is. That's my Wookiee. All right, we're in. We're in. All right, we All got right, little so- uh, little Nargan. We got Rad Alex down there joining us here for this trivia session. Ah, uh, Rad Alex, welcome, Alex. Okay, <laughs> should I? Should I? Okay, so here's. Should we have it so that Alex can steal? Oh, I think so because he's oh, going to yeah, steal. Nobody from knows me. the answer, kind of thing. But the other thing I was going to do is I have an old page here, and I could go through the old questions that you guys did on one of the episodes and see how he does compared he's to you crush guys. Us no matter what, he'll crush us. He's well, going to kill right? us either way. But this is entertainment for the audience okay. at home. All right, all right, okay. So this is Rad Alex, everybody. Uh, Rad, Rad Alex. Alex. Hello. This is Rad Alex. He's here to uh, school us all on Star Wars trivia for <laughs> and force uh, choke us. Whoever yeah. whoever gets the question wrong, Alex, you have to force choke them. I mean, some of the questions I might not know the answer to. Oh, don't get it down. Come on. Don't worry. Here we go. Come on. Pressure's on, dude. No, I'm just What's kidding. the score right now, Mike, by the way? I think I, I believe I'm still up 4-3. Is that 4-3? Uh, That's four, it. Three. All right. Okay, Mike. Go. So we're going to do this a little. So I'm not going to go easy hard this time. Okay. And I got four questions here, A, All B, right. C, and D. And we're going to kind of go. So you might get a lucky easy one. You might get one that's a little tricky. These are all questions pertaining to Mandalorian episode one of the second season. Okay. Okay. So the wow. the what the first one that we we did okay okay so um, who goes first this time? I think uh, I pick. I think I picked this yeah. time actually. Okay, uh, Brett, do you want A, B, or C? A, B, C, or D? I'm gonna go with D. D. What planet does this episode take place on? Coruscant. No, they say Coruscant. No, I don't. Alex, you're gonna steal this. I don't know the answer. <laughs> was it not Tatooine? That yeah, they... that was it, Mike. Okay. That was it. I thought that was an easy one. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I, I, my, my, uh-oh. my ability to retain information is really, really bad. Okay, hey, well, so, hey, a lot of sand in that episode. Brent, we're over 40, so that happens. <laughs> You're really over 40. I'm a little less over 40. <laughs> no, listen to that guy. He's, he's older than all of us here put together. <laughs> all right, your turn, Mike. <laughs> Okay. All right. See that that I wish I would have had that one because so now A A B or C, Mike. What do you got? I'll go buddy? with C. I'll go with C. Okay. What kind of dragon were they battling uh, in episode one? Uh wasn't uh, it wasn't it wasn't a Kratos dragon, you was got, it? Oh, a crate, 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 crate. Cut, cut your word down a bit there, buddy. Crate dragon. There 
you go. That's, that's it. That's it. That's I'm thinking Kratos. Is Kratos in God of War that's or something a, like that? Yeah. Isn't that a video game? It's a six Great to three track. lead here. Jeez. Yeah. Holy cow. You're going to have to, I think you, you just have to have Alex on your team here once we got to I don't know. Buddy. I'm going okay, with question Brett. A. I'll go with question A. Who wore Boba Fett's armor? Well, okay. The dude, uh, the, oh, sorry. The sheriff. What's his name, buddy? In real life? No, his character. What character? Cause he's like, he's been in other. Yeah. Stuff. Again, I can't retain. I, I forget the name, the name of I'll him. But I... Corn on the. Oh, cop. So. Alex, did you get that? Did you know? Uh, I, I forgot. The, la- the first episode, episode was one. a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. Club yeah, band. Yeah. See, Alex, that these guys cool. should know because we, we, were, we studied this one a while ago. Right? I don't. I, yeah. You know what? I, th- I know. I, was, I wasn't uh, aware that I was. That Timothy I Oliphant. Let me go with Timothy yeah. Oliphant. All right? That's good. Yeah. Who was fantastic, by the way. I hope we do see him uh, at least I'm one sure more time before the end of this season. He's right, a great actor. They, they keep getting great actors on here. Okay, yeah, Mike, last one, buddy. Oh, okay. You're going for a sweep here, pal. You're doing great. Uh, yeah, it's tough. It's not okay. good. Well, don't I get half points for staying the sheriff? No. Yeah, you give him the half. Sure, why not? Why not? I would have just said I would have said the sheriff, but you know. Would you? Yeah. Well, Cobb Vanth, he's kind of like he's been doing some other stuff, and we're hoping he's coming back, right? Because he was a good character. Okay, okay. So, Mike, here we go. Final question of the evening. Okay. Uh, what renegade? What what renegade group took <sighs> over Mos Pelgo in that episode? So remember the epi- the emperor just the, em- the emperor got taken out and then another group took oh, over. Oh, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sand people? Nope. Oh. Uh, the, that wasn't the death, that wasn't Death Watch. No, they no. were. No, no. Yeah, you got me. These questions are tough, Chris. I can't. Oh, really? do, I can't. It, it was just They're the tough. mining collective. The mining. Remember the mining no collective oh, came the in. Mining collective. The yeah. mining collective. Yeah. Yeah. They're tough. All right, are we gonna hit, let's hit Alex up with uh, some. Hey, Alex, you ready? Uh, I'm, I'm just gonna go through. Here, these ones are from. Uh-oh. Okay, so, uh, you, so this is a little bit easier. You got I'm going to give you a um, choice of answers. Okay. So the first one is, what planet is Darth Maul from? Alderaan or Dathomir? Dathomir, easy. Okay, you got that one. You got that one. <laughs> easy. Because he he's part of the Night Sisters. Yeah, oh. and, we saw, and we saw one of the Night Sisters on the last episode, actually. By the way, I got Dathomir. Mike did. did. I, I, yeah, you did. Well, you, you know, Aldron's blown up, right? So. Yeah, it's an easy one. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, so uh, okay, ready, Alex? There's another one where I'm going to yeah. give you give you the two answers. You pick which one. So, Cara okay. Dune is an ex rebel or ex imperial. Oh, uh, I gotta say imperial. No rebel. Oh, she was. Oh. She was part of Blue Squadron. She, she, she cutting the grass tonight, buddy. Oh, oh, cutting oh, the grass. Well, at least you can still cut the grass where you guys are at, eh, Mike? We got some cold weather. Yeah. Okay, Alex, you ready? Yeah. Yeah. Name of the last person to have the dark saber before Moff Gideon. Uh, was it Darth Maul? Nope. Oh. Think of the. Hey, I brought you in here to win there. some points, dude. What are you? What's going on here? <laughs> You know, we're sitting at home and you're dropping trivia on me like crazy. You brought a ringer? I brought a ringer in and you're just, what's going on here? This this person, this person uh, got the lightsaber. This person got the lightsaber after Darth Maul. And appeared in episode three of season two. Right? Was it three? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got it. Well, yeah, you know what you're talking about. Mm. Bo-Katan. <laughs> oh, Oh my gosh. Okatan, yeah. <laughs> okay, oh my buddy. Gosh. Okay, one more, Alex. One more, Alex. All right. Who took the Darksaber physically in a fight from Pre Vizsla? 
Was it? I'm going to answer Darth Maul again. There you go, buddy. There, there, you, go. Go. there, there you go. There you go. Good there job, pal. Good job. There we go. Just yeah, throw, a random, throw a random Clone Wars question at him, and then we'll the get him out of here. The Sith is strong with this one. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so, hey, Alex. Mm-hmm. What was the last thing that happened to uh, Ezra Bridger before? Before what's the last thing we saw of Ezra Bridger? Um, I haven't watched the Rebels yet. Oh no! Okay, so Clone Wars then. Okay, let me think back to Clone Wars. I just watched some of that too. Uh, um, I don't know. I'm blanking, dude. I don't know. I can't think of anything right. off the top of my head. Nothing above season four. Oh, so we got limits now. Okay, well, I'll, I'll regroup for next week. We'll figure it out for next week. So I, I, I need to catch up on that's that. That's been Rad Alex. We'll get him some theme music. Hey! Uh, Rad Alex. Go cook some food for your sister, buddy. All right. We'll see you, man. Bye, Alex. Bye. Bye. I like the sound effect that went with that, too. <laughs> no. All right, boys. So that's been, uh, that was the Jedi. And um, yeah, that's the Mandalorian, man. What a great, Mandalorian. What a great episode. Uh, episode yeah. six, uh, thoughts, predictions, feelings. Oh, man. I hear it's a roller coaster. There's got to be Moff Gideon coming in. Apparently, he broke like four of those sabers just filming these next few episodes. Um, he's got to I think we're going to get an answer. We're going to get an answer on the, um, on the mutant, uh, what do we, we, we call them? The uh, mutant stormtroopers. I think uh, we're going to get an, the dark troopers. The yeah. dark troopers. Yep. I think we're going to get an answer on that. I think um, yeah. we. I, I would wager that we're going to see maybe some more FET stuff. Well, here's something that uh, I was just reading today. This episode is actually the shortest episode mm-hmm. of the season. The one that's coming oh, up, or the one? Yeah, it's only yeah. clocking in at 32 minutes. I saw that, which yeah. makes me go, ah, "Are they actually going to?" do something of plot progression or if this is going to be another one of those mando flying in space navel gazing at the fact that he's got this child that he now has to sort of look after and what am i going to do and train i can almost promise you mike that he's going to have to go on a mission <laughs> do you think does he have to that's get his what we know. again does he does he need yeah. to go and yeah see again that's that trap and i really like ah, we're getting we're getting close to the end of the season mm-hmm. i'm Three really hoping left, that right. we start to you know it's mm-hmm. i i don't mind the side quests are are they're neat I, I think there's some 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 interesting things have happened i mean we were introduced uh to you know the rebels that you know um what's i forget his name now uh the from Kim's convenience. Oh yes, yes, I care. And Filoni, who were who were the two the two rebels, who shows up again during episode three, has the interaction with Cara Dune. So um I, I I'm hoping that we get something, but 32 minutes unless no, get much. unless you can squeeze you know some you know you do some really solid storytelling that you can squeeze 32 minutes of of good plot moving stuff. I, th- I think we're I think we're looking at kind of a, a middling episode. I do think we'll see a little bit of uh, Moff Gideon. Uh, I still say we don't see Boba Fett until episode eight or whatever the season finale is, uh, because that would just make sense that he's going to somehow play a role in Mando and sort of his mandalorian heritage i think there's a lot a lot to play there and i i don't think we see him until the end again which mm-hmm. would just make sense but yeah see i i think i i'm gonna have, you're gonna have to send well, i'm gonna have to send myself out there i guess i can drive myself i gotta go visit dean 
with, with, with a box of beer and a bag of goodies. And we're going to sit down and watch all the star Wars movies, <laughs> all of them. And I'm going to show him the way. See, as I say, I guess I, I wanted to go back to that again, though, just because I can't talk people into liking stuff anymore. It's like, I grew up as a star Wars fan and as a kiss fan, dude, do you know how many teenagers when I was like seven told me that kiss suck, kiss suck. Why, why is kiss so good? I had, I got nothing, man. I, I was like six, seven at the, you know, so to, explain why it's so good i i think i physically have to sit down with the person have a beverage and watch it with them and and just kind of you know chat a little bit here and there and just did that kind of thing but yeah as far as like talking people into liking star wars and stuff like that i can't do it anymore man i can't do it i think that's why how would, that's how would why you do gravi- it? that's why we've gravitated i have learned to accept that some people dislike star wars or do not have the same passion and admittedly my passion for star wars uh did wane as i got older not not to the point where i completely you know as grogu lost his force powers because he stopped using them i yeah. still you know i've still got my my star wars toys the good stuff sort of draped around my studio is, is nice. sort of uh, a good like, memories right? thing. Such so good yeah. Memories. And it, it really is. And I think that's the thing about star Wars for, for us anyway, is, is mm. that it, it evokes a time, you know, in our early childhood that was pretty significant yeah. and uh, it kind of grew through those formative years. And, and now having kids, I got to go through that whole process again. Yeah, that's brilliant, huh? That's a lot another of fun. another generation of of Star Wars fans, and yeah. it took a while for my kids to get into Star Wars. Like mm-hmm. it took a, it took a long time. They didn't quite yeah. get it at first. So, but uh, yeah, man, I I just I've stopped you know, trying. And speaking of that too, like moving into the just the facts of the week, basically segment yeah. where we talk about the news of the week, which um, we're gonna we're running a little long, so we're gonna run this. We're gonna do this in like. Try to hit these points in like three minutes if we can and, and yeah. do it. So here we go. So uh, speaking of growing up with Star Wars, all the rest of it, David Prowse, who played the original Darth Vader, dies this week of the COVID. Amazing. Yeah. That's what they say of the COVID with the, it's just an ironic thing that he had the breathing apparatus issue and and that's what yeah. it happened. And it's a respiratory thing. Oh, by the way, everyone on DeanBlundell.com listening and watching my article that I posted the other day about COVID. I'm in a pretty hefty battle with a guy on there right now over that. Oh, great. Pretty funny Jeez. stuff. Anyways, so here we are. David here we are. Prowse. David Prowse, uh, the original Darth Vader, uh, passes on. Um, the only thing, the, the comment I'll make on it, obviously the coolest character growing up uh, was him. And the big reveal in Return of the Jedi, when you see what he actually looks like under the mask, a little underwhelming. <laughs> Very similar to the Mandalorian. People are like, oh. Yeah. But regardless... Uh, played it as long as he could, played it well, has passed on. So there's, we're kicking it off with that. Uh, three, two, one, Mike, one minute, go. I was just going to say, David Prowse, uh, little known fact to many is that he actually auditioned for both Chewbacca and Darth Vader because uh, mm-hmm. he was six foot six. He was mammoth. Uh, did a lot of the dialogue lines in A New Hope, like the original Star Wars. Uh, did not sound very menacing. Actually, hang on. I will dig this up. Hopefully you can hear this. Action. Where is the data you intercepted? <laughs> With those information tapes. We intercepted no information. This is a consular ship, didn't you see the markings? This ship goes to Christopher Was there any of the royal family on board? Right. <laughs> I, I, I can kind of see why maybe... They brought James Earl Jones in. James yeah. Earl Jones was in. But uh, he was a trainer. He trained Christopher Reeve for Superman. Um, nice. 
he uh, yeah so he he had a a pretty uh a pretty interesting sort of career uh, I know he was a little perturbed when they didn't use his voice uh, for Darth Vader. And I, I was I was kind of surprised. I, I never read up on why they didn't use David Prowse, uh, his actual face, to when they did the reveal for Star War, or for Darth Vader in Return. Because that was um, Sebastian Shaw, uh, was the actor that played. Uh, yeah, the, I think. You were right. Tell your sister you were right. <laughs> Chris, so, Oh, uh, did they bury him in, in the Darth Vader uh, costume by any chance? I think he's still being, I think it's still, uh, that'd every, be cool. I, I think it's still out there um, to see cool. what's going on. Um, so, okay. Um, I, I, go. Yeah, I don't have much more. Well, I don't have much more to say, but like, you know, I, I, Darth Vader never scared me. He's the worst villain in the world. I know I'm, maybe I'm a weird kid, but he never scared me, which is, I don't know. Amazing. But that's not really about David Prost, but I hope they bury him in the Darth Vader outfit. AEW news. Here we go, Chris. You got news. Oh, report. geez, Louise. One minute, one minute to go. go. Oh, just got a minute. We're God, doing one minute. One minute news of the week. Go. Okay, so uh, Moxley lost the title to Kenny Omega. Looks like Omega's going for a heel change or heel turn. Uh, Orange Cassidy won the uh, Battle Royal. There, we'll be going against uh, JMF. JML. MJF. MJF initials. They kill me. See, they're not called macho man and stuff anymore. Right. <laughs> they use the real names. I have such a hard time remembering everybody. Um, what else did we see on there? Uh, Sting. The arrival Sting of Sting came back and I called it. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, Sting's there. Whether he can <laughs> wrestle, I'm being curious to see if he's going to actually take a bump or if he's he just going to swing good. the bat and throw some stuff. Looks, Cause Rollins messed him up, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, he looked good. He looked really good and he looked imposing. It was pretty neat. Um, yeah, but I want to ask Mike these questions about wrestling more than I want to talk about Go. all that stuff there, though. Okay, so Go. Mike, yeah. I'm curious. These are just opinion questions. You're you're the wrestling guy here, man. Okay. I enjoy it, but I don't know a lot of the tech. So what do, what do you think of Orange Cassidy and his his gimmick? I think it's brilliant. I think and he's if if you're a, you know if for the wrestling fans go online and see some of the some of the work that he's done on the independent circuit yeah he's right a brilliant wrestler uh i think his his character development has been amazing the way they've slow burn and hats off to chris jericho he yeah, made yeah. orange cassidy he did uh, buddy, during yeah. his little feud there and uh aew what all the exciting things that happen on the show this is this is actually a pretty huge time now and i was texting back and forth with uh, our buddy Adam mm -hmm. uh, old edge there. Uh, and he doesn't, he doesn't, he's so focused on his product. He doesn't, he doesn't watch a, a lot of the other stuff. Um, but I said to him, I said, if this was, if this was us 25 years ago and what's, what's happening now was going on, we would be marking the shit out of this because uh, you've got AEW now, Don Callis, who's been, uh, if you don't know the name, Go back in the WWF or WWE days, Attitude Era. He was the Jackal. He was a manager back then. He, uh, yeah. out of Winnipeg. He's, he was based out of Winnipeg. Uh, Adam worked with him. Jay worked with him. Uh, Grand Prix Wrestling. He was a tag team partner with uh, Rick Martel out in Grand Prix. Uh, wow. So Don Callis shows up. He's got a history with Kenny Omega, also with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, shows up. Kenny wins. And the big thing at the end of the episode, they run off and they say, we'll, we'll explain everything next Tuesday night. And there's like, well, Dynamite's on Wednesday because mm -hmm. Impact Wrestling happens on Tuesday night. This is now a cross promotion. It's a crossover. Uh, crossover between Impact and uh, AEW. So hats off to Tony Khan yeah. for, for 
you know, really going all in. He's worked with other companies. He's done some work with Billy Corgan's uh, NWA, Thunder Rosa. Oh, yeah. Billy Corgan, um, that's right. So I'm seeing this really crazy, it's an attitude shift, pardon the pun, where you've got a, a, a different mindset where, you know, AEW impact, uh, NWA, uh, you've also got MLW, Major League Wrestling, uh, mm -hmm. ROH, all these companies that, unlike the WWE, where Vince is like, this is, you know, nothing else exists. This except is the this way. Universe. Yes, this is the Vince way. Um, you've got this, this younger, new attitude mm -hmm. of collective. And it's interesting to see this group, all these companies coming together almost to topple the big one at a time where they feel like they have an advantage over Vince because perhaps the product is being viewed as stale as mm. outdated and need something new, man. You know, it was funny, Mike, I was thinking about your point last night about it too. And I understand the crossovers happening, but how amazing would it have been if Vince and Tony would have got on a phone call and part and listen, I, there's people smarter than than us that that are even, yeah. and I'm sure you're you're friends with them even beyond where there might have been a, a phone call or two in the background. What I'm saying is how rad it would be to be like, you know, when they do the trades and all that stuff. Oh, you've been traded to AEW, well, <laughs> and, and this is very and, and just everyone cross over everywhere and have a great time. But I know that wouldn't happen. Oh, what's, no, hap yeah. what's happening though is sorry, not to to go long on this because this is a, again a topic for another day. But it's interesting to see how these organizations are going back to almost that old, the old school regional territory mentality where you would have guys like Andre the Giant would go to Texas yeah. to do a loop. He'd go to Florida Love to that. Mike Graham or, yep. and Eddie Graham to, to do stuff down there. Uh, mm -hmm. St. Louis, you'd have all these territories where the talent, you know, you'd have the big names. The Ric Flairs would come in um, mm -hmm. and then you'd have your, your nucleus group. I think that's kind of the deal. Uh, whereas, you know, Vince, man, it's, it's a company, it's publicly traded. There's a lot of money. There's a lot of, there is there's a lot there of is. stuff there. And yeah. Vince, okay. So, so I want to, I got three more questions for you though, Mike. I, I really, I'm curious anyway, to know I your just opinion. To say, this is super, it's, it's super rad for a wrestling fan right now. And if it you're is. a worker, if you're an actual uh, independent wrestler or a worker in the business, yeah. couldn't have a better time aside from COVID uh, for opportunities to work. So I'm, I'm all for it. Okay. Good so I got three questions left and you just, yeah. You can give me the names. Okay. So, uh, a single, uh, a single wrestler, like not a tag team male who yeah. needs a push in AEW that would benefit the company. That would benefit the company. Just, just the name. You don't have to explain why. Yeah. Ooh, that's, that's your, you know, see, I, maybe I should have rolled these ones. Okay. Wow. The other ones. <laughs> who? No, you know what? But see, they're, they're doing a pretty good job. All, all things considered. I think there are mm -hmm. a few things that, as as an organization, they can probably uh, tighten up. And I know Chris Jericho's talked about um, having somebody uh, a little more control between angles and and mm -hmm. and programs that they're doing because there's some similarity. Like Inner Circle comes out and like it's like they're you know are you in or are you out? Then Taz mm -hmm. comes out with his group with Brian yeah, Cage yeah. and Ricky Starks. Yeah. Like are you in or are you out? So and it's too similar uh, as far as getting a push. Darby Allen is going to get the rub of a century uh, with Sting. Yeah, uh, I think so Darby Allen, who's been compared to Jeff Hardy, uh, fantastic. Uh, Orange Cassidy, he's he's already been a made man. Yeah. You got to pick one. You got to pick guy, one. MJF, MJF is the future. Of, yes, of that business. That was the he, guy who I was going to suggest. Needs okay. One other question, okay. Mike. One yeah. other question. Jim Cornette in one word. 
<laughs> yeah, I love that response Wendy's. right there. I love it. I love Wendy's. it. Wendy's. Wendy's. <laughs> and if I say Wendy's, go online and see Jim Cornette's drive through rent. Yeah, uh, yeah. Jim Cornette yeah. is probably one of the greatest talkers, greatest managers of all time. Uh, you can take his politics and like his opinion. He's he's a, a hoot. He's a hoot to watch. He was he's always a hoot to watch. history. Like he's, so. he's just soaked in wrestling history. Okay. Yeah. So I, that, that was a good one. I loved your response at the end there, though. I didn't know what which way you were going to go with that. That was awesome. Love me some Jim Cornette. The last news, the last news of the week, the passing. Now we have to do this quick. It is tough, but yep. everyone else is doing tribute. Everyone's doing okay. tributes on it. The passing of Pat Patterson, first intercontinental champion, one of the Stooges, and uh, by all accounts, from every single person on the planet involved yep. in this in this uh, in this realm. Uh, has said he's the best ever at putting it together. So, um, yeah. uh, Michael, I'll leave it with you because I know you had some drinks. Yeah, go with ahead. Him down, I've just loved his matches. Great matches, good times. And I know uh, you had some drinks with him down there. Pat uh, Patterson, let's finish yeah. up on this. Okay, so Pat Patterson, uh, yeah. If I, I mean, the tributes this week have been amazing. Uh, you see, like a lot of the Canadian kids, what some people don't know is that he was the first openly gay wrestler uh, mm-hmm. in the 1970s who, you know, at a time this, you got to understand, this is a, a, a very masculine business. And uh, he, he really did open a lot of doors for uh, Canadian wrestlers uh, in the WWE. Uh, Kevin Owens had an amazing uh, video tribute to him uh, earlier this week on Twitter. Uh, it's super, super heartfelt. Again, Pat Patterson, French Canadian, and uh, just, his mind and his his creativity you ask anybody to a t and and adam and i were, were even talking about this uh, was his ability to change with the times but still he just he had this vision he knew he knew uh how to read a crowd uh he he was great uh, a great mentor uh, to teach these young guys these little nuances best finisher guy in in the business uh when it comes to match finishes the iron man match bret hart spoke of it uh, between him and Shawn michaels you know pat patterson's fingerprints all over that pat patterson's fingerprints over a lot of stuff the royal rumble i mean that was his baby that was his, his idea baby. which vince mcmahon hated originally yeah, right but uh dick i think it was dick ebersol at nbc thought it was a brilliant idea so all of a sudden great idea pat uh, i really hope that they I know it's it's tied to WrestleMania and the title shot. I would love to see them rename it, you know, the Pat Patterson Memorial Royal Rumble. Uh, I think it would be a nice tribute for to him. The dude was the first Intercontinental Champion, won it as an April Fool's joke in Rio at a tournament back in 1979, I think it was. Wow. There was no tournament. No. <laughs> <laughs> there was no tournament. They used to do um, that, right? They just well, I'll just say you yeah. won it over here. He um he was also the oldest champion in the WWE at wow. 78 years old. He pinned Holy Drake cow. Maverick uh not too long ago for the 24-7 championship. Right. I thought it was a, a really cute little uh, thing. Uh, he beat out Fabulous Mula, who held the previous wow. record at 76. Um a great guy. When I was in New Orleans uh, a couple of years back for WrestleMania, we were working on the Edge and Christian show. Uh, one night at the hotel bar, late night. Uh, it was Dolph Ziggler. It was uh, Adam and Pat Patterson, myself. We sat there till bar close, listening to Pat tell stories about not only his wrestling career, but just just his life in general. An amazing story. Pat Patterson, not his real name originally Pierre Claremont changed it legally in 2008 uh just sitting there listening to him tell stories mm. it was 
Isn't that the best? Listening is special moment. Knowledge, like having beverages with some friends and listening to somebody whose knowledge is like you. You can't watch that on TV. You're listening to this person talk, and it's just it's brilliant. Like I, I I totally hear what you're saying, man. Oh, and it it was funny because during that conversation, he we talked a little bit about Montreal and the Mm. the Montreal screw job. Right, right. Again, I'm just like as a fan of soaking it in, right. I was like, and he was the nicest guy. I I don't think I drank as many vodka cranberries, which was the drink of choice that night. Because I was going to say, how, how good did your drinks around. taste, right? How good did your drinks <laughs> taste while well, that conversation went rounds, on? almost as if to uh, to keep uh, to keep the night going. We closed down oh, the brilliant. The bar. It was brilliant. And Pat Patterson, one of the, he loved karaoke. Oh my oh. god, loved karaoke. And uh, my way was was his. That was his song. Right? I was going to pick a Tom Jones song. I thought maybe that was Frank Sinatra's "My Way." So ah, Pat Patterson, he will be he will be uh, Cheers, fondly Pat remembered, Patterson. fondly remembered, sadly missed, and he he really was a uh, a major part of of the WWE WWF, and uh, his impact will live on in the talent that uh, that impact. he helped mentor. So Pat, wherever you are, you did it your way. Cheers, yeah, my buddy. friends. Is the end of segment one of the Kids on the Escalator podcast, uh, where we more Mando talk next week. We try to do this three times this week, but uh, yeah. anyways, we finally got it right this last time. But a lot of news since Monday, so a lot of different things to cover off. Uh, where can everybody find you, Mike? Uh, yeah, you just, I'm, I'm everywhere. I'm everywhere. You just listen for me. Uh, nothing to plug yet. Soon, though. Cool. Soon, All right. the podcast. You're going to announce that on our show, right? He's going to announce it on our show. Yes. 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 But anyway, uh, pleasure, guys. Looking forward to next week. And uh, stay warm, stay safe, stay healthy. And uh, Brent, try not to get into too many fights on the Twitter there. Ah! It's it's, it's coming on, eh? It's It's coming on good. It's coming on there, eh? Check it out, everybody. It's a whole thing. Are you arguing uh, with like an anti it's Corona a thing. I'll get, you know what? I, uh, I, it's a, it's a, I, I did an article. down to so I many did, other I did, things. I, did, I wrote an article today about, or yesterday about, um, you know, just where I was at with my recovery. And then it started and it was like, uh, I knew it was going to start. And, um, and I just kind of, but anyways, I, we'll, we'll, yeah. I'll, give, I'll give the update on that next week. We're going to take a break now and we're going to come back uh, with our contest winner from episode oh, one. Geez, right we're going to give away a bunch of free stuff and uh, we're going to continue on doing some other stuff. That is my Christmas Yeti. He's going to go take hey. a week. Lonnie's going to run the thing with the stuff. Everyone get up, take a stretch, do your thing. Okay. We'll <laughs> see you, Mike. We'll see you next week, buddy. See you guys next, we'll see week. You next week, brother. Cheers boys. All right. You see, normally we would go into a conversation with our next guest, James Shaw here, who won our contest to find out where we got the name of the podcast from, but it turns out I forgot to hit record for the first three minutes of the interview. Anyways, James is here. He won some stuff from our sponsor, Superzuka. He won it because he found out where we got the name from for the podcast. So we're going to kind of pick up the conversation right at the spot where he's kind of talking about his band and what his band's been up to and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then we'll get into the prizing that he won and we'll get into uh, what's next for him and a few things like that. Anyways, we're working out the kinks. This is part two. It's with James. We still get our points in. Go support his band. And um, hey, thanks for listening. Great. So if people want to hear your music yeah. right now, tell them yeah. your name and what it is yeah. and how they find it. Yeah, so James Shaw, Go Rude Boy Go. 
Uh, you can find it on all streaming services. So if, uh, Spotify or iTunes, Amazon, whatever you listen to, if you search Go Read Boy Go, and my name, James Shaw, it will pop up. Perfect. Give us a song, we'll play it on this thing, it'll go on to the other things, and then everyone will hear it on things. Nice. Cool. Do <laughs> that. Now, you won some stuff. You did, yeah. buddy. You won yeah. some stuff, Too and cool. Chris, Chris has got the stuff that you won. And where'd you <laughs> win it? Chris, fill him in. Okay. So... I own a com- I own a small well I own a music school but I've started a new venture it's a comic company it's called Machete Comics now James I had a Spider Man print for you but I'm going to talk to you after and see what you would like I got Spider Man prints I got Carnage I got X Men I've got some of my original comic book Skeletron if you awesome. wanted a print of that um, it's not a digital download I'm going to send you the actual print um, you, you're also going so so that's from me from Machete Comics and you can find Machete Comics um, on on Facebook and on Instagram right now, but we're, we're spreading out. We're spreading out. Um, now the next is from a company who sponsored me. There it is. Uh, this is the, I wear super Zuka. Can you guys see that? Okay. Yeah, that's, that's super Zuka. So these guys are based in Oshawa, Ontario, and they create all kinds of uh, merchandise. It's really rad. So James, you won a super Zuka pin. Well, cool. this, is, it's, it's, this is actually slasher, which is like thrasher magazine, but it's slasher. Yeah. So they're using the whole skateboarding thing. I think you like to skateboard a little bit, maybe. I think you might have like, a, don't you have like a half pipe in your backyard? Yes, yes, it's I true. I saw pictures of that. It's very cool. Okay, so you got yeah. this pin. All right. You also have, look at this. You get a, a, a nice shiny, look at that. There's Jason, Jason cool. Voorhees skateboarding. Very All nice. Right. Um, this one's this one's pretty wild. This is the Muppet Centipede. <laughs> <laughs> See that? Yeah. How's that for you? Right? Oh my God. There you go. That is perfect. That's that so rad? funny. That's so There's funny. another thing. And one more thing we got for you, buddy. Yes. Yeah, so, so we got this for you as well. Wicked. We nice, so it's, it's, uh, yeah. Mike Myers. Not Jason, it's like, Mike Myers. Yeah. Halloween. Wicked. There you go, buddy. So you get a nice, and then the print's a large size, right? It's a nice, large, large print. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, DM you, I'll personal message you after, and you can figure out what you want. I can send you some options. And you get the pins, you get the stickers, you get the T-shirt. Uh, all That's free. a huge yeah. prize pack. Isn't that awesome? And, and, really and, and you get the, we, we, we'll play your song on this show. Wow. Yes. To yeah. All, to all 40 watchers and listeners. <laughs> well, so, it gets played back again, right? Like, and again, and again, and again, and again, and again, and again yeah, on, the, on the Blundell network. And maybe we'll use it for an outro. James, and I guarantee <laughs> I know two people on the other side of Kingston living in a condo that are going to listen to your song probably about 10 times. And that's my parents. Because <laughs> awesome. they watch our they watch our shows a, a few times. You know what I mean? Yep. Right up the road, and, they, and they remember you and they know you. And, and James actually uh, was... Uh, um, I'm, he's a member of Mr. Machete. He is the uh, the rhythm slash lead guitar player, backup singer. Whenever we get back together and do gigs, so yeah. and, and if anybody's out there saying, "Well, you, he got, he won the prize because you know he's a friend of yours," well, <laughs> you know what? He answered the question a week after it was posted. So anybody's pissed <laughs> off about that, up yours, man. That's right, up yours, James. You deserve the prizes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Thanks. And so thanks for joining us this week, buddy. Thanks for yeah, joining man. us this week. Just and we'll bug you. James, to- I just want to yeah. thank Super Zuka again for I'm and I'm wearing one of their shirts right now. Excellent stuff. You guys got to nice. check out superzuka.com. Their, their merch is amazing. Great stuff for Christmas. And it's the kind of company that you want to you wanna support. Uh, it's a small company. And the dude that runs it, Chris Trebell, is a personal friend of mine. And the guy is just, he's, he, he's very similar to all of us who make our own way in the universe. You know, he is like a Mandalorian, my friends. Except he also has a great, he has a great side band called Thunder Chunky. 
That was really great. <laughs> he did. Well, he yeah, he really, he really did, and only he'll know that. But uh, there's only a handful of people that know that. It's funny, James. Brent and I were talking uh, with Mark Garnis from I Hate Sally about how the musical family that you meet, it mm-hmm. just it doesn't end unless you're a yeah. douchebag and you don't want to hang out <laughs> with that person, right? Yeah. Musical family is so important. When you help somebody out with their band or a gear or just jam with them and fill in, it is such a huge thing that a lot of people wouldn't understand the musical connection. It's musical family, man. Like when I, whenever I say like somebody's family and they look at me weird, it's like, oh, sorry, musical family, right? It's like, wow, you got a huge family. It's like, well, yeah. my musical family is really large, man. And I love it. I love it. <laughs> so yeah. So thanks, James. And uh, thanks Thank to Chris Trebella from, from Superzuka. For doing yeah. that, and we're gonna have more more uh, stuff coming on. But yeah, more so, stuff, more, more stuff. So James, stuff. I have one one last thing to say. Yeah, buddy. And that kid is back on the escalator <laughs> again. <laughs> love it, love it, love it, love it. All right, buddy. Good yeah. luck with your new tunes. Everybody, go listen to Thank James you. Shaw. Crank it up yeah. loud. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks, buddy. See you next time. Okay. Peace out. Well, that was fun. We haven't seen James in a while. It's good when uh, I haven't had a chance to play in Mr. Machete in a long time. So it's great to meet band members that are in the band that I don't know. People I haven't actually hung out with them forever. Oh, I know when we had band practice, man, James yeah. was reminding me how yeah, songs yeah. went, dude. I was like trying to remember how things went. It's like, Oh, how many times we do? Oh, got to do chorus one yeah. more time. And it was really, really cool. And James grew up as a fan of the band. So he was really thrilled to come in and, and play. And, and it's great to look over on stage excuse me, and see somebody just smiling and playing. Like again, I love people having fun with music and art and entertainment. That's what it's about. It really pisses me off when you get these math rock guys in there and they're correcting the beginners or the younger kids and telling them they need to spend a million dollars on a guitar to start like, wow, you know, you know, to your point though, it's funny. I, I, you're like, I love it when people, uh, you know, make money in art and music. And there's so many people that think you can't make money in art and music. And um, I love, you know, if you see what, what Chris has done just with the, his school and teaching and online stuff and all the rest of it, it's um, for you out there, for you artsy friends out there and artsy kids out there that are like, well, what, you know, should I, can I make a way? You can absolutely, especially now it's unbelievable. And Chris has done it like crazy. And uh, here we are, you know, next I'm, level. I'm like, again, like Trebel, like the Mandalorians, man, I make my own way in the world. I totally do. And again, going back to that, my new venture, the comic book company, Machete Comics, we're launching January 1st. Um, the cover, I just got to scan in the cover and start putting some, uh, my wife will put the layouts on it and we're going to release that and show everybody. I'm really excited about that. And then uh, I'm also going to start doing some live streams on my music channel. I'm getting so many comments and, and like so many people yeah. ask me to do stuff on the music channel. And the thing is that I teach music like a lot. So I much rather talk about Star Wars and stuff, but I'm going to go back. Go with what you know. Go with what you know as well. The demand is there. And plus people are really cool. Like the people that I meet through music and art are amazing, dude. Like it's just, it's like Brent and I have a thing where we meet people and afterwards, did that guy speak guitar? You know what I mean? Like we're kind of letting people in on our little secrets here. But we have a thing where we, we ask each other, does he speak guitar? And it's either yes or no. There's no in between with me. I think sometimes you have a little bit of a gray area because you meet way more people than I do. I'm, I'm a homebody, right? Well, so there's this thing. Yeah, there's a, a, there's, there's a definition. And by de- de- defining the guitar, uh, it still breaks it down into <laughs> it's our own way of being prejudiced. Um, <laughs> it's our own way of, of eliminating the, the shit. So generally speaking, it just stands for you either get it or you don't. So generally speaking, um, I'm all, you know, I'm all about, uh, you know, it's fine. There's going to be lots of people out there that don't get it, that are still great people and and awesome. Um, Mm -hmm. There's just like, but it's, you know, there's some, 
there's some people that just don't get it. And when you meet them and you go, oh, that person's non-guitar, that guy's not guitar. It doesn't mean he doesn't like guitar. It just means he doesn't get it. And so we've, we've classified, we've classified some people into guitar and non-guitar over the years. And it's just our little, it's our way. It's a, yeah. it's a whole yeah. thing. We'll, 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 put, we'll, we'll let you know that. Let's put it this way. Like I could never hang out with a guy who cranks Imagine Dragons while he's barbecuing. Like to me, that guy does not speak guitar. I've got a non-imagined dragon policy in the house. So I thank you. I like that too. Yeah, there, there, there's a new Nickelback. You know what I mean? Like I'm just saying that because every like Nickelback, a million people hate Nickelback and a million people love Nickelback. Good for them. Whatever. I'm not a huge fan just because I've heard too much of them. But back when Brent and I were Mr. Machete, man, we tried to, I remember trying to get on a Nickelback show at the eclipse trying, and they just came out with that first album. And I remember trying so hard to get on that show. We didn't. Um, I think we got on the Rusty show instead, which was really, really cool as well. I actually, I like Rusty better. But anyway, um, I, I remember trying to get on the Nickelback show way back in the day there, way back when they first came out. That was the big gig of, of the the month at that, uh, at that point in time. Do you remember, what was the, uh, do you remember being at a club and seeing a band before, even before Machete or anything that we did? Do you remember seeing a band and then they broke? Like, when did you start going to shows? club shows and stuff. I oh, talked about concerts and stuff like that. But did you no, go like, let's see somebody open for. No, because remember I moved to New Jersey. Yeah. Remember I moved yeah. to New Jersey. Right. Yeah. And uh, basically you had to be inside after 10 o'clock, man. You did not where I was, you weren't out and about. And the last thing I was going to do was go to a bar. Like, honestly, man, I was really bad. So mm-hmm. for those two years when I could have been, you know, really cracking into the bar scene and seeing the bands, I was in Jersey, uh, like, learning, learning my comic book trade at the Joe Kubert school, all oh, the legendary Joe Kubert school. And strangely enough, I met a buddy there, uh, who played bass and green day had just come out and we were jamming in the basement of that school. So I was getting both my gigs going at the same time kind of thing. I, I remember getting introduced to green day by you. You know, I was thinking about something today and then we'll wrap this up, but, um, yep. playing and we were talking, we've been talking a lot about playing with indie bands, you know, guys like mm-hmm. James, like, it doesn't. And, and Mark touched on this a couple of weeks ago it doesn't uh, always um, work like that. Now, like bands are like helping each other or bands are like, I'll give you a gig. I'll give you a gig. And of course, right now, no one's playing, but um, what I was thinking about today about how much the sound check um, would sometimes decipher what kind of day you were going to have. And what, and, and what, and what I mean is like, there, there's the shitty ones. And then there's like when all the bands are there sound checking and it was almost like, it's almost like the band version of a weightlifting competition. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Okay. You get in there well, let's and, see what these guys are. Am I going to actually watch these guys right. or am I going to go for a smoke while they're playing? Right. That, and I can remember once, you know, a rap back in the day there, you'd get, there was so many rap rock bands, like Limp Bizkit kind of thing it was like, and those are the ones like, Oh, nice guys, but I'm going to go for a smoke. I remember it's just, I remember it being like this, you'd see one, maybe if there's only three bands or something, especially when we, when we hit the point of like, when we were doing a lot of shows, like every week and stuff like that. And these small markets like Belleville and things like that, but where we would do like 200, 300 people for fun. And, um, but we would play with these bands as like a headliner or something. And these bands would open up or some of the, we'd play with some bands. We always, always like going down in the middle, regardless of if they were there. And, um, but you would see them do a sound check and it's almost like the guitar and non-guitar. You would be like, they get it or they don't get it. Or you'd get that band and you're like, Ooh, we're in for it tonight. Like, yeah, I'm not, I don't want to go on after them. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to kill us or man, 
but it was also like a fun time for, I always remember it being that time for us, like where we would be, cause we used to practice four days a week and just, oh, we were ready, man. Like, yeah, we were, ready. yeah, we, we were, we would go to war, but I remember going, you know, when you wrote something and then you had a riff that was deadly, like the riff that, on our first, on our first, we only had two technical albums, but on the, the end of our first album, we had a song called stuff that was like this punky little, bah, 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 bah. but at the end we would always combine the green day and Pantera. Cause at the time it was like, Chris was like, I, you know, we need these, these fast pop songs. I'm like, amazing. I'm a huge Pantera and metal fan. Also Tesla. But anyways, I was like, let's do, let, let, so we had this whole, like, we're going to punk them and then we're going to hammer them with metal, which never went together ever, but we made it work. And we, well, we started we were one of the early bands that did that, that I was know. using like, like some 41, <laughs> like we were compared a lot. Like the funny thing was when I talked to Greg Norrie, I was like, who's going to get there first? You guys are some 41. Well, it was some 41, but anyway, no, no big deal. As, as I mentioned too, I think if we would have hit the stature of some 41, I'd be dead by now, man. I, I don't have good, uh, I'm not good at holding back. There was, you can, you can see where the machine was at that point when it kicks in and there's so many things, but anyways, back. So you'd have the riff and you'd go in and you'd be, I just remember like rehearsing a band, like you do a sound check and we drop the new riff on and sound check and you'd kind of get the other bands going. Mm-hmm. What's that? And we're like, yeah, it's going to be our night. But then you'd have yeah. a band come up and just slay and you're like, Whoa. Okay. <laughs> so fun stuff. But uh, when we started, we saw so many bands like, uh, mm-hmm. like, we gave protests, the hero, their first show and their first real recording. And those are hidden recordings now that I have yeah. that a lot of people want to get a hold of. Right. And yeah, I've yeah, talked, yeah. I've talked a bit of, uh, Rody, Rody was going to come on this week. We just couldn't make it work. Uh, but we'll, I think we'll probably get him on next week. We'll get him on here. Well, Rody, you have to come on our show or else I'm going to start giving away those hidden songs from <laughs> back when you were called happy go lucky. I'll just start distributing them. Yeah. But, but that's what these, these be called happy go lucky. And we gave them their first show. And we gave them their first recording experience. We recorded their tunes on a, a triplet there, a threesome of different yeah, bands. Yeah, it was fun. And there's so many other bands that we saw coming up, dude, that uh, did really well. Yeah, and uh, now everyone's stuck. So we'll we'll see. But we'll play James' song today. He won a whole bunch of stuff. boy, James. Okay, thanks all around. Here we go. We got to start. Uh, you start with your team. I'll finish with the with the rest. We got to thank on this episode, Super Zuka. Yeah. Super Zuka gets the bigger thank right there. Super Zuka, check those boys out, man. Check those boys out. Good stuff. Uh, big thanks for Mike for joining us again. Got to thank uh, Lonnie for all the hard work this week and putting us live. Thank you, Lonnie. Where you go, Lonnie. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Style, puncher. Uh, getting us up up here to go live and more to come more shiny bits and we're still figuring it out um dean blundell and the network for letting us use their platform tonight to go live and beta test it i'm sure i'm sure he's sitting around uh stewing about the mandalorian so we'll uh, dean and i as i say i I gotta go down there and visit dean with a big bag of weed and a case of beer and we'll sit down and we'll watch all the star wars movies and then and I then will we're brainwash gonna, Dean in the way. I'll bring down a special kind of green that will just hypnotize him to Star Wars. And that'll be it. And that'll be it. And then he'll be on the show. And we'll be like, Dean, slow down, buddy. Slow down, man. I know you're excited about the show, but. Uh, and a huge thanks to Rad Alex for coming on and yeah. uh, dropping some Star Wars. He wasn't quite all the way there, but he got some. He, he, oh, he was nervous, man. It's his first goal. Man. We got to get him back. Yeah, we got him. Here. Rad Alex, we'll get you back next week. All right, friends, that has been Kids on the Escalator podcast. Uh, Tune in next week. We'll review uh, this week's episode of The Mandalorian and so much more. Thank you very much. And may the Schwartz be with you. (laughs) Good times. Rad dudes. Rad dudes. 
I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's take this outside. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca.